1: Episode 231. Hey, my riches! I'm Hayyut, and I'm so happy to have you here with me every week. Mark Firth, my guest today, said, You need to be in control of your audience. You should have your own audience like an email list, podcast listeners, or phone numbers. And he is right. Mark is using LinkedIn and Facebook to help entrepreneurs reach more audience and attract customers. However, you should always remember that your followers on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram are not in your control. Unless you are Mark Zuckerberg, of course. At the end of the day, you need to have your own audience. Have an email list, write a blog, or have your own podcast. The idea is to have direct access and control of your fans and followers. Let's learn about Mark Firth. Mark Firth spent a large portion of his life working a corporate job in London, but he was left feeling unfulfilled and in need of creating an impact. He decided to take an extended break and visit Colombia not knowing it would be one of the best decisions of his life. Mark met, fell in love, and quickly started a family in Colombia. But he didn't have a job. To support his new family, he wanted to start an online business. In 2017, he founded Linked LinkedPlaner, where he combined traditional B2B sales and online marketing to generate leads. He has helped thousands of business owners and solopreneurs to consistently book qualified calls that become clients through LinkedIn using their personal connection system called emotional brand intelligence. In return, his clients have more time, money, and freedom to make an impact and change their life. Mark Firth! What a pleasure to have you here. Hi.
0: Hey there. Thank you so much for inviting me, Hayut.
1: It's a pleasure to have you. And I just shared with our listeners what you've done until now. And I would like you to share with us what are you doing and most passionate about today and where are you heading?
0: All right. So in in terms of, of what I'm most passionate about today... Um, it started off as starting a business, but then it, it really evolved into. I, I met a coach that changed my life and and really changed the trajectory and and the route I was on and cha- helped me change as an individual. That is what I try and do, and I do that I do that through business. Now I want to be clear on that because I don't think it's. i I, I have um i find it hard to say i want to change people's life because we we can't change people's lives we can't force people to change um and I, i i think that's um something wrong with the coaching industry and to a certain degree but what we can do is create an environment where people want to change and that's what i try and do every single day does that that make sense
1: that makes sense but how do you do that
0: how do we do it? Well, in our program, so we, we we have a business program and and we help people to take action. We help people to grow their business. We help people see situations and environmental stimuli and friends and conversations in a different way to, to, what, to what they did in the past. Because ultimately, growing a business is not just about implementing a load of tactics and, and strategy. It's also about being in alignment and and doing things that you want to do and starting to see things in, in different ways. And it goes back to the old saying, if you do what you always do, you're gonna get what you always get. And doing what you always do means responding to the same things in the same way every single day.
1: So are you teaching them to respond to things differently?
0: Yeah, I think that's um, if we break down the psychology and we we, talk, we think about behavior change because behavior change needs to take place in order to grow a business if we boil down behavior change we've we've got to be able to respond to things and situations in, in a different way because otherwise we're just carrying on doing the same thing every single day
1: that makes sense it makes sense because what you're saying that if we're doing the same thing it will lead to the same results isn't it
0: yeah and maybe to give a bit more um, um meat on the bone so to speak um Let's think about the, the, one of the most common situations is finding a problem in a business. You know, you can't start a business without a problem, no matter what anybody says. Sure. And, you know, I've, I've worked with a lot of successful business owners and entrepreneurs, and I find those that, and Tony Robbins says this, every problem is a gift. Hmm. And that's ultimately looking at the same situation in a different way and embracing that and seeing it as data and seeing it as direction and, and seeing it as something positive. I, I try and help people understand that a problem means action, because if you haven't taken action, got, you, you very rarely have a problem. You know, we a different type of problem, you know? Yeah. So that's how I see it.
1: How did you start? What was your career path? You just one morning said, wow, I want to help businesses. How did it start?
0: I started off in corporate like, like many people did. And I, I was at IBM, Siemens, a series of, of startups. And, and I, I went there because I wanted to find success. And let me define success so all our dictionaries are matched because it's a nebulous elusive individual term it's almost as individualism as someone's fingerprint for me success it's important to have money but that money as a tool it's to be able to do you know do what i want when i want with who i want and and when i want that's why i started the business and um that's why i continue to get out of bed every day and hope people do the same so that that's what it's about for me
1: and how do you get better every day
0: I think um, I think that the great analogy here is is a well, as in a water a well, end. Because I know I have an accent, I'm from the UK. But if we think about <laughs> a water drawing well, if we think about a well, yeah. you can't draw water from an empty well. And, and what I see from a lot of entrepreneurs, they've they've barely even read a book, let alone studied it. They don't listen to podcasts. They don't concentrate on bringing in new information. And if you don't, and people want to see new information, they want to see useful information. They want to hear different information because that's what makes you stand out. And if you know nothing new, then you can't give new information. If you know nothing unique, you can't give unique information. If you know nothing different, you can't give different information. So I, I think it's informing and informing oneself and, and and becoming better every day. And of course, not just studying, but practicing by implementing because it does seem a big kind of um, thing in the entrepreneurial space. And, and I want to help my clients is if they think about things too much and, and ultimately you, you learn things by doing things, you know, right. not by thinking about things. And, and then like, think, look, expecting to learn by thinking about it. it's like wanting to drive from um, Florida to California, the opposite side of the country, and waiting until you see the California state line before you even start the car.
1: <laughs> I love that. I love that example. So how do you do that? You have a program, you have a unique methodology, and... I know that you use LinkedIn for that as well.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, like the business process is important. We do use LinkedIn. Are you asking about my business process or or how we get people to take action? Could I just clarify the the question so I make sure I answer it correctly for for your listeners?
1: Let's ask both.
0: All right. So the first thing is um, I was trained by Tony Robbins coaches and I've been through a big personal development journey myself and, and it's, it's my fundamental belief that you cannot lead where you have not been and, and as I said, you cannot teach what you do not know. So I, I've been through that journey but it's not enough to, to, to just have done something that makes you you, you dangerous in a, <laughs> from what I've seen in a lot of places. So right. I've also been through the frameworks and, 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 and again, I can't force people to change but I can create an environment. I, I can't turn up at people's house with, you know, with a with a machine gun and force them to type um that's that's something that's illegal and not something i don't want to do (laughs) but i can i can help people um break down beliefs i can help people think about things in different ways the analogies that you've just said i can reframe the actions they're taking that's how we do with that but oftentimes the the change in belief comes from actually taking the action and realizing wow i didn't die (laughs) because (laughs) you know the body's response uh, and the nervous system response to a to a danger or, or putting a video online, it can create the same, you know, cascade of chemicals and hormones as hanging from our fingertips from a cliff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The cortisol's running. So once people take the action, they're like, oh, that wasn't bad. It's like walking across a rope bridge. Oh, I'll do the rope bridge again. So it's about having a process that gets people, act, takes people to action. And, and here's the important thing, Hai, the, the really important thing. There's a lot of programs that are one size fits all, but if something doesn't fit somebody, people do not behave consistently in a way that's inconsistent with what they believe. So you have to help people find a way of doing that suits them. That's what we do very differently. So my clients tell me that a lot of programs, they're kind of one size fits all. We're writing a book and and we did a, we did a survey recently. We got um, almost 80 pages of responses just to inform the book and the writing. And what my clients tell me, not what I've seen, is that a lot of programs seem to be one size fits all. They seem to teach a tactic and you have to implement that tactic. So the tactic is what we do, use this certain message, use this certain headline. Yeah. Um. They don't tend to go into the, the why and, and and how to adapt it, the psychology of it, so people can make it their own process. That's what people told me. I think we, we can both agree. Everybody is is different. There's a rich Definitely. tapestry of life, and 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 we can't in, enforce. You know, it's the square peg, round hole. You know, you've got a hammer, you see a nail. You can't you can't force people to do something which is is inconsistent with what they believe and what they want to do. That's difficult. What is your process? We help B2B consultants and the people that tend to work with me are, are typically aged between, there are exceptions, there are edge cases. I'm just saying the majority are, tend to be aged between 40 and, and, and 60 and, and they don't have much time. Their, their priority usually is their family and, and creating time to spend meaningful activities, which is not classed in their world as posting content daily and chasing people in messages. So we teach them how to do um, very simple paid advertising to get people into their world and, and going from there. So that's what's different about our, our process because they're not chasing endlessly in Messenger and posting on Instagram and all these different sorts of places. So
1: what kind of tools do you recommend them to use?
0: Um, for my market, it's LinkedIn or Facebook. That, that without a doubt. Business to business decision makers, believe it or not, they spend a lot more time on Facebook but they tend to go to, the statistics say that, but they tend to go to LinkedIn to do business. So a combination between the two it works really well for us.
1: Hmm. You're an entrepreneur yourself. And I yep. want to ask you, what would be your best advice to any entrepreneur that's listening to us right now?
0: Um, I think that the best advice I can give to any entrepreneur is just keep on testing I think one of the things that I, I see in, in a lot of clients is be, because of this, having gone through a lot of programs, it's very rare that someone comes to us has been through a lot of programs. A lot of the programs, as, as I mentioned, they, they, from what our prospects tell us, they tend to give one way of doing things and you have to do this thing. And then they say that if, if they don't do this thing, it's like, just follow the process. But I actually believe in, in helping people create the desire to test stuff and try new stuff, because that is when success really comes when people start being themselves, and they start doing things their own way. And they find out this groove and this flow that really suits them. Obviously, they have to have something to get started with, but it's an evolution to where they really enjoy it. So I would say test some new stuff. If a thought comes into you, I had always keep an Evernote or a, a note taking app open or a you know a moleskin whatever you use and try that new thing don't overthink it just test it and the worst thing that can happen if you're doing a post is people say what happens if it's bad what happens if it doesn't work well if it doesn't work and it's no good the social media platform doesn't push it into the algorithm and no one sees it anyway nothing ventured nothing gained (laughs) It is definitely the case there so try it
1: you've got successes and we'll talk about it in a minute but i want to ask you to tell us what is your biggest most critical failure with customers the one that affected your entrepreneurial journey the most or almost the most
0: so what was my biggest failure with customers so i deleted an entire email list of ten thousand people in error and the backup failed so i was unable to to really um really help people because we have a list we put everyone through a so a lot of client success doesn't just come from paying customers It, it to give us context it also comes from people that follow you and and see you and like, like this podcast, a lot of people will get benefit from this podcast, even though they're not necessarily paying customers, right? right? They may get new insight. They may get new ideas. My email list is that version of it. And I deleted it by mistake. That was a complete failure for me. It was awful. It was on a Saturday afternoon ruined the weekend. <laughs> um, but it actually, in hindsight, it was a good thing to happen because I just restarted with new messaging. But yeah, that was a huge failure. Really, it was, and, and and another failure would be starting off without understanding how to really help people change their behaviour and think about things differently. That 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 came with time, and and I, I maybe didn't give um, the best service I could as a result of that. If that makes sense.
1: Yes, it does. And what made you changed
0: that? I think a lot of people go. A lot, it still amazes me, but still a lot of people think that success in business comes from knowing the tactic. It doesn't it it comes from being ready for the tactic as an individual it comes from your it's it's cliche but everywhere you look at the statistics mindset and really once I realized once I changed my mindset how it helped me I I then realized I need to help others it came from that journey
1: Hmm. now I would like you to tell us the story of your greatest most significant success as a result of the right customer focus or something you did right about approaching your customers
0: all right. So th- this comes down to in- innovation. It really, really does. Because the-, the online marketing space, and you've got a background in corporate, so, so you probably know this more than anyone. They set a certain, um, um, a-, a certain amount of budget aside for innovation, for finding new ways of doing things, for discovering new things, for improving their products, improving their services. And that's something we've always always done we started out with automated messaging as soon as that became ineffective we already innovated a new process you know we we built a a process around personalization when we saw you know covid happen last year we anticipated that things would get really really busy with organic marketing and it's a losing game there's no consistency it's based on luck and you can't build a business on luck that's when we really innovated in terms of, of advertising around linkedin and facebook and pushing people to, to, to our LinkedIn profiles. So I think that the, the reason that I'm still here and talking to you is, is a result of the constant pivots and change because we, we've gone since 2017. And in that time, you see businesses come and go. They, they, they come and go. They're, they're, they're gone as, as quickly as they arrive, you know. And innovation is key. People talk about spending money on coaching, but you should also spend money on innovation. That's, that's what I would say. And that
1: leads me to the next question. Can you recommend the best or most effective technological or digital tool that's related to customer focus, marketing or sales? However, I'm not looking for the last shiniest tool in the endless list. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for something that really works for you and can help other entrepreneurs as well.
0: I recommend anything that gives you multi-channel and allows you to own your audience. Let me let me elaborate. Like I'm not a huge fan of big tech. I don't love Facebook. I don't walk around with a I love LinkedIn t shirt on. I'm, I'm not a big fan of some of their policies and, and, and the way they do things. That's another conversation for another time. But what I'm saying is, is there a tool? But are there a tool that can delete you and your followers at any other time? So I always concentrate on having email, SMS, a phone number. I reach people as many in many ways as possible. So any tool that gives you the ability to do all that within one, so otherwise, it gets a mess, is I would say essential these days, because we have an SMS list, we have an email list, we have the following, we have all sorts of different stuff and different ways to help people consume and become aware of us.
1: Hmm. So actually, what you are saying is you recommend us to own our information and our data by ourselves and not depend on somebody else.
0: Got it. Yep. Yeah, exactly that. And you do that with your podcast very well. Podcasts are great. I think podcasts and email are one of the last um, bastions of owning your audience. I mean, to a certain extent, SMS. But there's lots of compliance coming in as we speak at this very moment, you know. So you've got to be careful around that. And you've always got to be compliant and know the rules and regulations wherever you're doing business. That's not legal advice, by the way, just to to clarify. I'm not a lawyer. Yes, I do agree with
1: you on that. I love you saying that because the first thing you said is how you use Facebook and LinkedIn actually to Mm. build connections and build relationships and get in Mm -hmm. contact with people. And the other thing that you said, okay, use it as much as you can and use what really suits you, but Mm. don't lose your information and your data and your connections
0: Exactly. Don't trust something you don't control. That's a recipe for disaster (laughs) anywhere in life, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. I do agree with that. You know, there are many factors that affect one's success. However, I do believe that for each of us, there is one factor that really helps us succeed. And I want to ask you, what is your one key success factor?
0: I think it's just resilience and and getting on with it no matter what happens and just seeing it as a journey and fun. I think that's what separates me. I mean, I don't know. It's impossible to know what goes on in everyone's head, I think, and we can make lots of assumptions. But certainly for me, just getting up even when you get knocked down is what's helped me to become um, successful.
1: Hmm. My final question, before I ask you what is the best way to connect with you, my final question is my mountain question. And Mm -hmm. as my listeners already know, I've been imagining this journey of entrepreneurship as climbing a Mm -hmm. mountain, step after Mm -hmm. step after step. And then when you reach the peak, usually you're looking to climb a higher peak. And sometimes you need to go down before you can reach the peak. And at some point I started to ask my guests, and that's what I'm asking you, whether they ever climbed a mountain or wished to climb a mountain or do you have any relationships with mountains at all
0: all right i'm gonna answer this on a, a metaphorical basis because i think i think a lot of people think about climbing mountains but they don't realize they're already they've already climbed one i think people forget to look in the rear view mirror of life on how many skills they've learned how many experiences they've had how many people they've helped you know mothers who brought up kids fathers who've done the same and 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 we we often we we lose perspective we're already at the top of a mountain but if you want to climb more don't start by looking at the bottom look at the top that's the best way to do it wow
1: tell me about that what do you mean what uh, what should we look for
0: in the top oh a big goal and take a step every single day to get there that's what i mean by that it's You don't just focus on the short term it needs you need a long-term goal and you need to take a step every day to get there because if you don't have a long-term goal you know like if you don't know where you want to be you could easily set out from new york to get to london and end up in cape town and that's not good and what would be a good goal ah it's impossible to answer it's impossible to answer i mean everyone's individual everyone has their own goals and i i never impose upon anyone's free will but i can tell you what it would be for me personally is that okay sure about me about me it's my family in time with my kids i just want to make sure my kids have a great uh, upbringing they have great experiences and, and and they get to adulthood full of confidence and belief in in their ability to make a difference to be seen to be heard that's what i want to do and that's why i get mm-hmm. out of bed every day
1: love that i took it immediately to the business world but you talked about your life goal
0: yeah Yeah, but my life goal is my business goal. They're one and the same, you know?
1: (laughs) Mark, what is the best way to connect with you for any of our listeners that would like to be in touch?
0: Markfirthonline.com. That's M-A-R-K-F-I-R-T-H. F F -F for Freddie, I for India, R for Romeo, T for Tango, H for Hotel. (laughs) Markfirthonline.com. Simple as that, you can find me there. Do
1: you have any social media profiles?
0: Oh, LinkedIn and Facebook. You can find me with the same name. I should come to the top.
1: And we will have these links in the show notes of this interview. Perfect. And Mark, I would like to thank you so much for coming here today. I enjoyed talking with you. It was an original interview and I loved your answers. So thank you so much for being here.
0: No, thank you so much. I really enjoyed it too. And you made me think. And and that's the really important thing on these um these shows because, So, you know, it's really good to have great questions. Thank you so much, Hayu.
1: Thank you, Mark, and take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to The Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.